This call is being recorded. Good morning, Victory family. Good morning, it's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Deborah Evans. This is Rochelle. I am your greeter and host this morning. Okay, good morning. Can you hear me clearly? Yes, you sound perfect. Loud and clear. Oh, okay. Is the um, music too much? I hear somebody talking, but I can't hear the music. I'm gonna change it once it um once six o'clock comes. I just need a little, you know, something to wake me up. <laughs> How are you feeling this morning? I'm sleepy. My daughter keeps me up. <laughs> yeah, she's up singing and oh my god. <laughs> She's out of school. <laughs> oh yeah, I told but my daughter last. <laughs> I told her last night. I said, "No, we're gonna get this pattern back going. You're not gonna be up all night. She'll be twelve, so she thinks she could do what she wanted to." You're like, no, I had to set an alarm. Can you? Yeah, she needs to stop waking me up through the night. But oh. you know, I try to be okay. You know, try to. She's here by herself, so I try to be flexible. Oh, yeah. Oh, you'll get some rest right after this. To God be the glory, Lord. Give her some peace and rest and let the baby lay on down. Just give them both some rest. Yeah, I just, I don't know how to, I don't know. I don't know what to do. It's so different now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what she's going through with this whole process of the change that we're going through. I don't know what it's doing to her. Can't graduate, can't go to college. Oh, it's just yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure what she's going through, but I try to I just go with the flow right now. Yeah, I just try to get the, the kids that are around my daughter. She graduated last year. I get them to focus on the facts. You, the goal is you completed the goal. It doesn't matter, you know, about the formalities, even though it's totally important. But the mm-hmm. goal, you accomplish the goal, and nothing and nobody can stop that. So even if you have to, you know, and, and more people get to see you now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, um, taping, and it gets around to so many people to share your moment. So, and I understand, you know, physically, it, it's everything okay. just to be in the moment. I definitely did. I was there. Um, but yeah. I just try to encourage them to focus on, guess what? You accomplished it. You're moving on to the next the next thing. So, yeah. You know, try to find she, the good in it all. Yeah, she did. She She said, Mom... I had such a, she went to Valley Christian, um, and she went to the high school, you know, junior mm-hmm. high to high school. 
she went to Valley Christian back then, and they had such a big to-do. She said, Mama, that was like graduating at the captain of town. It was all out there on the football field and the music and walking across. And she said, so I experienced it, but it was just for high school, not, you know, junior high, rather. So right, she, right. she decided to console me. I'm like, okay, well, if you feel like that, that's good. You did experience yeah. it. That was yeah. capping down and everything. Good Lord. Yeah. Had to have me there. <laughs> so she told right. me, me to look at the, I did experience the graduation. So I'm like, okay. You probably better ask if somebody on the line. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning. Good morning. This is Susie. Good morning, Susie. This is Rochelle. I am your greeter and host this morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle. I am your greeter and host this morning. Has anyone joined the call? Good morning, Rochelle. This is Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning, this is Elsie. Good morning, Elsie. Good morning. Thanks for calling Declare Victory. This is Michelle, your greeter, your host. Has anyone else joined the call? This is Patsy. Hi, Patsy. Happy Thursday. Thank um, you. I am well. How about yourself? I'm fine. Good, good. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Rochelle. Has anyone else joined the call? Hey, good morning. This is Arletha Renee. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, 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 Arletha Renee. Good morning. Good morning. I didn't hear your name. It cut off. This is Katice. Oh, good morning, Katice. How are you? I'm doing well. Good, good. Good morning, Miss Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. Happy Thursday. Ooh, happy Thursday. <laughs> Believe me, it's going to be great. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Michelle. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning, this is Rita. Good morning, Ms. Rita. Thank you for the call and declare victory. Has anyone else joined the call?
Good morning. This is the Tara Victory. This is Michelle. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning, Michelle. This is Serena, the finisher. Good morning, Ms. Serena. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Nice to hear your sound this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Has anyone else on the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the Care Victory. This is Rochelle. Has anyone else joined the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Leomia. Good morning, Miss Leomia. How are you this morning? I am well. How about yourself? I'm calling. I'm okay, but I'm, I need need perfect for to pray for me this morning. Okay. Um, I got busy on yesterday. Actually, it started day before yesterday, but it's gotten so now. When I stand up, and Gloria, I'm sorry I didn't tell you if you're on the call. When I stand up, I feel like I'm going to turn over and over. Jeffrey said it comes from the radiation on my cell phone, but I don't oh, okay. I don't know what it's coming from, but it's not feeling too good right now. Okay. So a little unbalanced. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to pray for your strength and your help today. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Rochelle. Has anyone else joined the call? All right. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed to the next segment, segment of the call. Hello, my name is Rochelle and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they too can also be blessed. Be sure to join us daily in May for the monthly theme entitled 
expansion. You do not want to miss the messages, teachings, blessings, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declares. You will definitely be blessed. There are two announcements today. The first one, ladies, join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out, a woman's call hosted by Miss Lisa Porter. They, we will be going through the book titled Emotionally Healthy, Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. And the author of the book is uh, Peter Scazzaro. The call takes place on this evening, every Thursday, from 6 to 7 Pacific time. And you can join by calling this number right here. You will be blessed. Next, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash at dollar sign I declare victory. The two, uh, let me repeat that. Are, um, you can do so by visiting declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or cash at dollar sign I declare, I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests listed on the app. But we have one spoken prayer request, and it's from Miss Leomia, and she's praying for her health. Uh, she's feeling um, needs praying for strength and balance. And the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Miss Barbara. The declaration will be brought to you by Pastor Tanya. Then we will go. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare Pastor Tanya. Once again, the order of the call: prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Barbara. The declaration will be brought to you by Pastor Tanya. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare Pastor Tanya. The scripture for today is Luke eight verses fourteen and fifteen. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear. But as they go on their way, they reach out by life's worries, <clears throat> riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed of good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hears the word, retain it, and by preserving, produces a crop. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearing, to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to our prayer warrior, Barbara. Good morning, Heavenly Father. I come to you, Lord, once again, thanking you, Father, for allowing us to wake up and see another day, Lord. Lord, I invite you to this call so that we can be blessed, Lord Jesus. 
I give thanks for this day, Lord. I give thanks for our topic of expansion, Lord. Continue to to expand us, Lord Jesus. Lord, I ask that you would forgive us of any sins that we've committed by thought, word, or deed, Lord. Lord, I lift up Miss Lithonia to you this morning, Father. Thanking you for her, Lord. I ask that you put a hedge around her, Lord. Touch her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord Jesus. We're asking you for her health, Lord, and strength, Lord, to go from day to day, Lord, to do the things she needs to do, Father. I just thank you for her, Lord. Lord, I thank you for what I know you're already working on and doing, Father. I lift up everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord. Asking you, Lord, those prayer requests that were unspoken, I ask that you meet our needs as we need them, Lord Jesus. Lord, I I, I pray right now for the DB family, Lord. I pray for the needs, Lord. I pray for the health. I pray for our jobs, Lord Jesus. I pray for our finances, Lord, and help us to better manage our finances, Lord. I pray for protection, Lord, of each and every person um, that some are on their way to work, Lord. I just ask that you would go with them in that car or on that bus or on that train or however they're getting to work, Lord Jesus. Father, we need you in our life. We can't make it without you, Lord Jesus. I lift up our marriages to you, Lord, thanking you for our mates, Lord Jesus. I lift up our families, Lord Jesus, those that are saved and those that are unsaved, Lord Jesus. I lift up our children, Lord. Lord, I lift up our children because our parents are now having to um, be the teachers right now, Lord Jesus. And I just ask that you give the parents patience with the children as they're helping them with their studies, Lord Jesus. I lift our young adults up to you, Lord thanking you for them and asking you to help them to um, understand what's going on right now, Lord. I know it's difficult to be sheltered in place, but at a time like this, Lord, that's what's needed, Father. I lift up all of our coworkers to you, Lord, and our neighbors and our friends, and I lift our enemies up to you, Lord. Father, I lift our pastors up to you, Lord, all of our pastors that are spreading your word, Lord. I lift our churches up to you, both local and abroad, Lord Jesus. Thanking you, Father, for how you're you're mending things for us, Lord, and you're making changes for us, Lord. I lift our cities up to you, all of our cities, Lord, all over the country and the world, Lord. I ask you, Father, to uh, guard our nurses and our doctors and our housekeepers and our uh, store workers, Lord, all the people that are on the front line, Father, that are keeping things going for us, Lord. I lift our president and our governor up to you, Lord. All of the legislation, Father. And, Lord, I don't want to forget our military, Lord, and our veterans up to you, Father. Thanking you for just how, just how awesome and wonderful you are, Lord. Lord, I ask that you Create in me, Lord, a clean heart and a right spirit, Father, and cast me not away from your presence, Lord, and take not your Holy Spirit from me, Father. But we need you. We need you, Lord Jesus. We truly need you. Lord, I just ask that everyone would take their phones off of mute and lift the Lord up 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you've done, all that you're going to do, all that you're doing. Hallelujah. We touch our lives. Thank you, 
I just ask these things in Jesus' name as we continue to praise your name. Please put your phones on mute as I pass the call to Tanya. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Tanya, not Tanya, coming to you live straight from San Francisco, where the sun is trying to come up. Listen, that's my way of doing a uh, sound check. want to make sure that you guys can hear me clearly. Somebody come off mute real quick. Let me know if you can hear me okay if I need to make an adjustment. Thank yes. you. Yes, hi, yes. Kiki. All right. Hey, boo. Hey, my Ray boo. Um, so good to hear you guys. Um, I hope money is on the line. You know who you are, money. You know I've been calling you money for 20 years. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to welcome the, our host. I, I believe that was Rochelle. Would you look at what God does? I love you, girl. <laughs> I love you, Miss Perry. <laughs> okay, so seriously, though, we're about to. This is a whole prayer call where we laugh and do all kind of stuff. Before I start the declaration, I want to remind you, I know uh, you've been asked a couple of times, but just want to ensure that we protect the integrity of the call because we are going to be recording, or we are recording right now. We want to make sure that the playback uh, is full of integrity and that um, you're not distracted um, by, that's me right now, shuffling my phone, uh, just my phone, so that you um, you don't miss anything, you know. Um, we want to make sure that you hear everything. So go, go ahead, take a look real quick before I get started. Double, triple check that your phone is muted, all right? Second thing, um, some of you may not be familiar with my teaching style. It's going to seem like I am completely off topic Trust me, I know exactly where I'm going. All I want you to do is put your seatbelt on. You might even want to put your steel toes on because we're getting ready to go. All right, let's go. Some Somewhere, somewhere around late July or August of 1980, my ex-husband and I conceived our second child. Out of the three children that I gave birth to, this child was the only one that we planned the other two were what or ooh, pregnancies, but we loved them all the same. With each child, our family grew. It expanded from two, then three to four, and finally five. Unfortunately for me, my body began to expand early in my pregnancies. For example, my hips expanded to make room for the baby to grow, my calves even expanded, I'm assuming to help support the excess weight of my body, and you get the idea. It's incredible to me that while putting on temporary weight during pregnancy that it was evenly distributed, so like one calf was not disproportionately larger than the other. Nope. The expansion project was an even balance. As my body expanded, it was also necessary for my skin to expand simultaneously. The thing about it, it was that it was so subtle, you you really could not tell. An expansion project was literally going on. Some women have enough elasticity in their skin that it expands and then decreases after pregnancy with no problems at all. Others are blessed with lifelines. Yes lifelines in various places, but most commonly the stomach, hips, breast. 
Lifeline? Yes. That name dropped in my spirit as, as I thought about the metamorphosis that a, a woman's body goes through just to bring life into the world. They're technically called stretch marks, which for the most part are viewed negatively by most, including me. But I think I'm okay with them today. Am I going to put them on display for the whole world to see? I, I don't think I'm ready for that, but I'm okay with them because I've had them now for several decades. Anyway, the irony is that when I was very young, I assumed stretch marks were exclusive to women. But as I got older, I realized stretch marks were gender neutral and do not practice age discrimination, meaning that even obese children can obtain stretch marks. Human expansion. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya moment. During my childbearing years, I did not appreciate the beauty of the human expansion experience, i.e. pregnancy. However, as I have matured, I realized what an amazing process it is to be a human incubator for a life that will add to or expand your family. That expansion, though, is not exclusive to the parent or parents, but to their immediate and extended families, regardless to whether they know or associate with those family members. But it doesn't stop there. That one birth, even if it is uh, one birth that has multiple births associated with it, like twins or triplets or what have you, that one birth causes expansion to the block, neighborhood, community, which also causes expansion to the city, county, state, and so forth. You get my drift, which is why the Census 2020 is so important. Now, I didn't get paid for that, but it, it, it really is. Did you know King David even conducted a census during his reign? I'm not going to go down that road because this declaration is not about Census, although indirectly expansion and and census do have something to do with each other. You can you can Google search the 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 census that King David did on your own. Um, your one human expansion project literally listen to this literally has a global impact. Back to my personal expansion project. When my second born, let's call him T turned 14 or so, uh, our family dentist discovered that he had overcrowded teeth. Um, they weren't stacked on top of each other like some people who have uncrowded, uh, overcrowded teeth, but he had too many teeth in his mouth, and it just was not, it was not going to be a good fit for him. Anyway, we saw an orthodontist who recommended braces uh, to make room for balanced expansion in his mouth. However, there was some pre-expansion work that was necessary to make room for the proper foundation of his teeth and correct alignment. In, in other words, the orthodontist had to come up with a customized plan. Write that down if you're taking notes. Plan, P-L-A-N. Customized plan for teeth braces and some preparation. You might want to write that word down too. Was necessary before the plan could be accepted executed for expansion. The prep work called for eight molars to be removed. Eight molars to be removed. 
That made no sense to me at all. I had a whole attitude. Why would the orthodontist make that recommendation? And this is what I asked him. What do you mean you got to remove eight of my kids' teeth? What, what is he going to have left? Anyway, let me, let me bring it back home. I, I, I knew nothing about the deta- details of braces other than the metal uh, we would see in his mouth and the wires and, you know, all that stuff, and that it, and then it cost an arm and a leg. But I couldn't get past the eight teeth because it seemed excessive to me. I had to decide. Remember last week, I think I made, did the declaration. I, had, I talked about making decisions. I had to decide that whether the decrease the, 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 the decrease the number of excuse me to decrease the number of existing teeth so my son's mouth would have adequate room for expansion or refuse the treatment altogether and save my coins for something else my heart said no because of the pain i knew my son would endure but my brain trusted that dr freer the orthodontist that treated my son was the subject matter expert not me, nor my heart. So I consented to the extraction. Ex- <sighs> tongue twister here. I I consented to the extractions for the sake of expansion. Let me say it again. I consented to the extractions for the sake of expansion. Wearing braces was a painful process, and some of you can attest to that. Who have worn them, or you're wearing them right now. Um, It's a painful process that's necessary for the expansion needed to ensure my son maintained healthy gums, the proper tooth alignment for eating, speaking, and his beautiful smile. As much as I love my son, who just celebrated a birthday this past Monday, um, you did not wake up to hear (laughs) me dope over my son. I, I I know you didn't get up at 6 o'clock for that. No worries. Uh, I know exactly where I'm going. I told you in the beginning. I know exactly where I'm going and how I'm going to get there. So let's go a little bit deeper so we can get to the heart of the matter, which is expansion. Expansion defined in the dictionary is the action of becoming larger or more extensive. Synonyms of expansion are growth, development, increase, extension, and, of course, enlargement. Now, a synonym, a synonym, I don't know why I'm getting so tongue twisted this morning. A synonym is a word or phrase that means exactly or nearly the same as another word or phrase in the same language. While expansion may look different for every person and every project, Expansion or enlargement requires some level of planning. Remember, I told you to write that down. Preparation, I told you to write that word down too. You can if you want to. You don't, you don't, it's totally left up to you if you're taking notes. That, that's going to be a great point. And work. Let me say it again. Planning, preparation, and work. Don't go on it. There's that four letter word again that most people don't like. W, d- no, W, W, O, R, Let's take a moment to briefly look at each of these three nouns from a biblical perspective. Why? Expansion is necessary for believers because it demonstrates growth. I heard somebody say at some point along my journey, 
that if you're if you're not growing, you're dying. I hope there ain't no dead folks on this call this morning. Anyway, planning. If one of you is planning to build a tower, you sit down first and figure out what it will cost to see if you have enough money to finish the job. If you don't, you will not be able to finish the tower after laying the foundation, and all who see what happened will make fun of you. You began to build but can't finish the job, they will say. That's Luke 14, 28 through 30, and I'm using the Good News translation. In this text, the tower was no doubt necessary to increase capacity of some sort. So they felt whoever the builder was, in this example, an expansion was necessary. Recall the orthodontist had to create a unique plan for teeth braces. They're different scenarios, but it still uh, points back to expansion. And then there's preparation. If a king goes out with 10,000 men to fight another king who comes against him with 20,000 men, he will sit down first and decide if he is strong enough to face that other king. If he isn't, he will send messengers to meet the other king to ask for terms of peace while he is still a long way off. I didn't record the scripture for that. Oh, no, no, no. That is Luke, the 14th chapter as well. It's a little bit further down. I think it's 31 and 32. Sorry about that. And still the good news translation. Just as it is necessary to create a battle strategy for preparing, it was just as necessary for the orthodontist to prepare T's mouth for the braces. Again, preparation for expansion. Work. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent us. For when night is coming, no one, nobody can work. That's John 9 and 4. Here's another scripture of, that applies to work. Oh, feeble sons of Adam, do you need further evidence that faith divorced from good works is phony, P-H-O-N-Y? For just as a human body without the spirit is a dead corpse, so faith, Without, without the expression of good works is dead. Ah, that's James 2, 20 and 26 in the, trans, uh, the uh, Passion Translation. The, the work may be tiring, unpleasant, even painful in the case of T getting those braces. Did I hear somebody say prove it? Okay, I'll, I'll prove it. I can guarantee if you ask a football player, a WWE wrestler, a stunt person, a bodybuilder, an avid athlete, professional or novice, or someone who had or currently has braces, they will testify about the, uh, the, the work that is required and the self-inflicted pain that they have to endure to get the result that they're looking for. Pain, as we all know, is an unpleasant feeling because of an injury or a dis-ease, as well as mental or emotional suffering. Some level of pain can be associated with expansion, 
and in an enlargement because it most assuredly will require change of some sort, be it physical or emotional. Here's a here's another Tanya not Tanya moment. Some pe- listen to me. You listening? Okay. Some people refuse to grow or expand. For example, their thinking. They refuse to expand their thinking because they're stuck. Stuck? Yes. Yes, stuck. It's it's impossible to expand if you're stuck. Somebody say stuck, but don't take your phone off me. (laughs) Stuck how, though? Stuck in fear? Doubt? Ignorance, confusion, the past, unforgiveness, stuck in sin. Huh? Yes, honey. Sin will suck all the life out of you and leave you for dead on the side of the road. Somewhere just stuck. AAA can't find you. GPH can't. You you just stuck. Not just regular stuck. Not just regular stuck in the mud. I mean stuck in quicksand with a concrete foundation singing, I shall not, I shall not be moved just like a tree planted by the water. Oh, I shall not be moved. <laughs> Oh, man, I done lost my place fooling around with this stuffness, but the devil is a lie. Oh, oh, okay, I know, I know. I was talking about pain. Yes, pain is a great segue for the character that I want to feature this morning. His name is Yvette. Now, y'all been murdering man's name, calling him Jabez. That ain't his name. That's the ghetto version of the name. <laughs> his name is Yvette, okay? That's the Hebrew pronunciation of the name. Turn with me to, if you have your Bible, turn with me to 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. You can read along with whatever version you have. And if you don't have your Bibles out, it's okay. Yabet was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Yabet, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Yabet cried out to God, to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be on me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Some of you may be familiar with this this prayer because it became really, really popular um, from the publication of the best-selling book, The Prayer of Yabet. Breaking Through to the Blessed Life, that was published in uh, the year 2000. That's been 20 years. Money. If you on the call, um, I remember us being at a convention in Atlantic City, and we started to talk about this book. Anyway, that's a side note. Um, two, that's 20 years ago. It was produced by Dr. Bruce Wilkinson, and I think his name was David Kep, David Cop or something like that. Here, here's another Tanya, not Tanya nugget for you guys. The Evangelical Christian Publishers Association tracks the sale of Christian books and awards the Platinum Book Award for books whose sales exceed $1 million, and the Diamond Book Award for sales exceeding $10 million. 
Yabetz is is a uh, is a place is a place and un- unidentified. Again, this is another bit of trivia here. It's a it's a place. It's an unidentified town, probably in the territory of Judah, occupied by the scribes. And you can find that in First Chronicles two and fifty five. But who would want to live in a city called pain or sorrow? I'm sorry, I would not. Let's get back to let's get back to the story. Let's get back on the road. Little is known about Yabetz other than he was a, a descendant of Judah, and we know that uh, Judah is a tribe, um, and the tribe and that name is uh, uh, associated with the name with the word praise. We know he was an honorable man. He was fair. He was a man of integrity, and his mother named him Yabetz, meaning sorrowful or sorrow maker, because his birth had been extremely prayerful. In his prayer, Yabetz cries out to God for protection and blessing. Yabetz, the man of sorrow, asks God to keep him from that sorrow. In other words, he wanted to do a trading with God. He wanted to trade names. Um, None of them are the same, but every birth is associated with some level of pain. It's normal. However, Yabetz's mother, by the way, is an unnamed woman, must have endured a very painful pregnancy and or birth for her to give her son that name. Can, can you hear her? Pain, time for dinner, sorrow, sorrow. Boy, if I have to call you one more time, you're going to know what pain is. <laughs> According to Dr. Wilkinson, the pair, prayer of Yabetz contains an urgent request for four things. Number one, God's blessing. He urgent, Yabetz urgently wanted God's blessing. So he acknowledges that the God of Israel is the source of all blessings. Listen, he set that thing up. He, he knew that it had nothing to do with the, sort, the, the resources that he himself could go out and do. There are certain things that we can do to cause our, to, to uh, obtain wealth, right? But unless God blesses our efforts, it's us doing all of the work. So, so he was smart enough to know, even with the name of sorrow or pain, he was smart enough to know to go to the source, the source being God. And he asked God for his grace. And no doubt that this request was based at least in part on God's promises of Abraham and his descendants, which is found in Genesis 22 and 17. The second thing that he prays for is expansion of territory. Yabet prays for victory and prosperity for present and future projects, and that increase would follow him. Did you know that you could pray for God to increase whatever it is that you're doing? You can pray for, for prosperity and not just we, – we very often associate prosperity with money. Prosperity is, more, is, is, is appropriate for more than just money. Uh, it could be prosperity in your spiritual life, prosperity in your family. Maybe you and your family are at odds with each other and, and you want your family and it's dying. Your family is dying and you want God to, in, um, to breathe on that situation and breathe on your family and bring healing and bring forgiveness and you ask him to prosper your family. Or maybe it is that you're experiencing some physical challenges in your body or emotional. You can pray and ask God uh, to bless that particular situation, whatever it is. I don't want to get off. I feel myself 
being pushed ah, to go forward and to uh, go a little bit deeper here. But I want to make sure that you get these points. The third point was that he asked God for the pre- he, he said, God, I want the pre- your presence of God's hand on his life. This was Yabetz's way of asking for the guidance of God and his strength to be evident in his daily existence, not just going to God when I need something, not just going to God when I got a bill that's due, not just going to God when I have a situation. I don't know how I'm going to, I got myself in the situation. I don't know how I'm going to get myself out. So God, I need, can you hook a sister up? Can you hook a, hook a brother up? I, I need your help right now. Or wayward children are going, we're just wanted. They just being baby kids, little zoo animals. You don't know what to do with them, especially those grown ones. And now you find yourself asking God for prayer and he'll help us. He will. But you see, Jebet was smart enough to know uh, even though his mama named him pain or sorrow, he was smart enough to know to create a strategy, a prayer strategy. He didn't just go to God talking about all the things that he needed. Uh, he acknowledged God for his greatness. He acknowledged God for being his number one source. He acknowledged God and knew that it was God who, if he breathed on him, that he could expand his territory that would allow him to do more so that he could be more kingdom-minded. He wasn't just ex- 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 asking God for expansion for him for his own self. He was asking, yes, he wanted God to expand his territory, the land that he had it, but there were other things that God, hey, that, uh, that Yabetz had in mind. He had to because he was an honorable man. Let's look at our fourth uh, and final point of this, this one-verse prayer, which is protection from harm. Listen, he even took it a step further and said, "God, I, I, I want, I don't want to, I don't want to cause sorrow on people." Jesus taught his disciples to pray in this way: "Father in heaven, deliver us from the evil one." <laughs> even though you bet uh, wasn't around during uh, Jesus's reign. Um, I see where the two are intertwined. See, we can ask God to protect us from the evil one. We can ask God to protect us from the coronavirus. We can ask God to protect us from being laid off. We can ask God to protect us from um, everybody else who can't find flour and meal and butter and territory and to protect us from the increasing prices of meat and pretty soon it'll be bread. Uh, we can ask God to protect us from those those things. We would translate that into the hookup. Well, let me tell you something. If you're looking for a hookup, you can get the hookup with God because God is the source. He'll bless you to arrive at Safeway. When every other day that you've been passing by the Safeway and refuse to stand in that line that wraps around the corner, he'll, 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 he'll bless you to arrive at around 1 o'clock. You think you're running late, but you arrive at about 1.13, it ain't no line. It ain't nobody in sight. You arrive, like I did yesterday, at the Safeway. I, listen, I, I parked my car so quick, uh, and got, I didn't even have to run. Uh, it was a little girl. Her mama parked at the same time. I'm deviating, but I'm, I know where I'm going. Just follow me. Her, she, they parked at the same time. Her mama was getting the babies together to bring them inside. Why are you taking your kids shopping with you? Anyway, whatever. She 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 getting the kids with, and she must have told her little daughter in Spanish to to. <laughs> it was so fun, little chunky girl to run fast 
to go get in. You didn't have to get in line. You'll get a basket because it ain't no line. Walked into the store <laughs> to find the things that I needed. They ain't had no flour. They ain't had no flour on the shelf, though. But something said, go to the bakery department, and there was flour waiting for me in five-pound bags. I quickly scooped up two. Anyway, all I'm saying is God has hookups for us if we just include him. Spend some time with him each day, like Yabet did. Spend some time. Lord, where do I go this day? Where do I go today? Right? Where, do, where do I go? Lead me. All right? All right, I'm 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 still on point. Let's get back to your bet. Your bet's goal in his prayer was to live free from sorrow. And the last thing we read about him is that God heard and answered his prayer. Just like King Solomon's humble prayer for wisdom found in first Kings three, five through fourteen. Your devout, devout prayer for blessing was answered. That's the point. It was answered. The success your bets enjoyed outweighed the sorrow. From his beginning. So it doesn't matter how you start it up. It's how you start it out. It's how you end up, right? Forget about that old past, what you used to do. You can't do nothing to change that, but you can trade places just like your bet did. You can trade that for his life was a, um, based upon the way his mama named him, right? He made a decision to trade places. He made a decision to put new meaning to that name. You could do the same thing, right? Your bet lived in an agrarian society that planted and lived off the land. The more land you had, the wealthier you were. At least that was the perception. The saying holds true for today. Just as Yabet prayed to God to bless him, expand his territory, that God's presence be with him, and for protection from harm, so can we. But in case you missed it, let me break it down this way. You see, my intent was to close with Yabet. But I received a download just a few minutes ago for a different conclusion based on the planning phase for expansion. So let's back that thing up so you can, so we can get out of here. Uh, let's look at Luke 14, 28 through 30, as I read earlier, except this time I'm going to read from the, trans, the uh, Passion Translation. It reads as this. Is there anyone here who planning to build a new house, doesn't first sit down and figure out the cost. So you'll know whether you can complete the project or not. If you only get the foundation laid and then run it out of money, you're going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will poke fun at you. He or she started something he couldn't finish. Selah. Yeah, as I as I get ready to close, I was reminded of, and I'm not, I've never done this type of work. I just know from things that I've heard. So I might misspeak, but it will be completely from a point of ignorance. We could talk about it in Love, Life, and Victory when this portion of the call is over. Day laborers are always necessary for an expansion project. Their job is to tear down and clear out the old unnecessary structure. Everything no longer, everything that's deemed no longer valid or necessary, effective, outdated, et cetera. However, 
the foundation is rarely removed. If anything, it may be shored up in preparation for the expansion, but generally speaking, a foundation will not be ripped up and ripped out. If I'm wrong, y'all can tell me later about it in the discussion. While the laborer's equipment may vary depending on the type of expansion project, there is no real specialized skill necessary for that. Like, you don't have to go to college to be a day laborer or take a vocational training. Like, you could, there are vocational training programs that are out there, but, like, it won't take you, like, four years to complete the vocational project or vocational training. Um, most of which is going to be instruction on some very basic things. Um, and it's because it's needed to inform the laborers, the day laborers, or we can call them laborers if you want, of what they should remove, like what they need to look out for. Old, in other words, old useless stuff, right? And they're going to, they're going to um, receive some type of tools, too, to ensure that as they are, not the heavy-duty tools that your carpenters and um, all that kind of stuff, all those that, that they need, but um, they, they are going to need some tools. Um, at any rate, um, they, they, they would need a hard hat. You know, they probably are going to need boots. They, they may have a tool belt, so on and so forth, you know, uh, right? Uh, but at any rate, day, day laborers, getting back to the day laborers. Um, so, so, again, you don't have to have a specialized to be a day, day laborer. The point is, again, you don't have to be a bishop or an apostle or a reverend, mother or elder or a preacher or a prophet, et cetera, working on your building to get rid of the junk. What you talking about, Tanya? I thought we were talking about buildings. We are. Yeah. We are individual buildings. My question to you, my brother, my sister, is what's in your building that is causing your building to decay? What's in your building that's causing your building to stink? It actually has an odor to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are certain things, you know, Dion will talk, has talked about it quite often. There are certain smells that certain, um, certain activities have to it. Um, I ain't sending nobody to hell at all. I'm just, I'm just laying the foundation so you can get it so we can end the call and talk about it during the discussion. There's certain things like hoarding has a scent. Um, um, uh, we like to call it. <laughs> well, hoarding has pedophilia has a scent. Um, uh, there's certain order odors. There's certain and it makes sense to me, um, especially when you um, look at the scripture that talks about how that um, that our that our sin is a stench. Our prayers, our unrighteousness, is a stench in God's nostrils. Right. So I'm wrapping up, and I'm going to make sense of this. But um, you don't you don't have to be a specialized have a special title to get rid of the debris that's in your life. They, all you need is basic instruction on things to identify. How would you get those instructions? A call like this, where through the Word of God we show you how to lay aside every weight. What are the weights? The things that are holding you down, the things that are keeping you from the inability to expand. See, in order for us to make room for things, we have to get rid of some things because most of that stuff is dead weight. Some of it we're holding on to, unforgiveness, 
um, anger about things that have happened to us, um, being molested or raped or your baby daddy left you or your husband told you he didn't want to be married anymore and told you, you know, he, he you know, I'm done. You know, he left or told you to leave or, um, you know, a, a toxic relationships, whatever the case may be. I don't know, overeating, whatever it is, those things that you're substituting um, to to uh, d- d- numb the pain that you're experiencing because you're stuck in that place. Remember I talked about being stuck in the mud with a layer of concrete and, and um, quick dry cement and, and um, uh, what you call that stuff, um, quicksand. Yeah, that those layers that keep us stuck. You, that, that's a choice to stay there when you hear a call like this. That's a, and you can choose to stay there. You know, and nobody's telling you you got to move. You, if you, if you want to spend the rest of your days stuck in the mud, stuck in the concrete, listen, have at it. That's your choice. But if I'm talking to you, you on the line, that's sick and tired of being stuck. You want out. Help. Somebody help me. I'm telling you, <clears throat> just like Yabet did. You can you don't even need me. I can point some stuff out. I can be your trainer for today. I can be your instructor for today. And and Dion was your instructor or not Dion, uh uh uh, uh Lady Elizabeth was your instructor on Tuesday and uh Pastor Ty was your instructor on yesterday and somebody gonna instruct you tomorrow. You can get some instruction, but at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit can can customize a plan for you and tell you step-by-step what you need to do. Not only tell you what you need to do, but he will comfort you as you're going through the process, and he will lead and guide you the entire way. He will not leave you alone. Let me get out of here. I've been talking for a few minutes. Just as a day laborer has a has certain tools, we, we need certain tools too. Um, being what? Day laborer has a, has a uh, hard hat. I'm saying you you got a shield of, you got a, a helmet of salvation. Yeah. Day laborer has a, 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 a tool belt. You got ah the belt of truth. Yes. But day laborer, sometimes they need to wear steel toes. Sometimes they need to just wear work boots, you know, depending on the type of work that they're going to be doing to protect their feet. Ah, we need, ah, yes, Lord, we need, ah, shoes of peace. No, 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 no. Shoes of the gospel. Y'all know what I'm saying. Okay, I'm, I just got so excited. There's the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Yeah, they need the proper clothing. The the um the belt of truth. Yes, shoes of peace. Yes, boots of peace. Put them on. Lace them up. Listen, I just want you to know that expansion requires planning, preparation, and work. On that. I'm out. I don't have no more for you. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this word that went forth this morning. I, I know it went forth like a hammer and broke up that concrete that has had some of my brothers and sisters stuck and fire to purify. Yes, purification sometimes is a little painful, but it's necessary in order for us to be purified. Thank you for what you've done on this line this morning, God. It's in Jesus' name that we give you thanks and praise. 
Listen, before we go into the discussion this morning, I want to open it up for anybody that uh, missed the welcome and you didn't get a chance to say good morning. Uh, we want to open it up, especially first, though, to people that this is your first time calling or you haven't called in a while. Uh, let's open it up to um, those guests this morning. Um, and we also want to open it up to our brothers because, you know, ladies, once we get to talking, once we get started, it's kind of hard for our brothers to um, to get a word in edgewise. So, again, if you would like to say good morning, um, this is the time to take your phone off mute. We'll take questions and comments later. This is just your time. We just want to love on you, just want to say good morning to you. So the call is open first to our guests, first-time callers, and to our men. Go ahead. Who's on the line this morning? Good morning. My name is Rosalind Caldwell. I'm from Los, um, Lancaster, California. I was added to the line and invited by Sister Evangelist Kathy LaFleur and my daughter, Katice Joseph. I've enjoyed this time this morning, and I will continue on this journey with you. Oh, my God. Thank you for calling, and good morning. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning, Sister Diane. Diane. Oh, uh, I heard two people. Um, go ahead. The first what, is my sister. Is that my sister? Yes, this is your sister, Terrace. I haven't called in a while, so yes. <laughs> hey, sis, I love you. I love How you. is he, Terry? <laughs> hey, that's that's Raven saying <laughs> hey. Diane. Hey, baby. Diane. <laughs> hey, Diane. Good morning. Good morning. Good work. Thank you. Anybody, any other new callers or, or or you ain't called in a minute? Okay, well, any brothers want to say good morning before we get started? Hello, good morning. This is Sister Denise. Good morning, Denise. Great declaration. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, God morning. Great morning. Hey, E.K. All right, it's it's open. Anybody want to say good morning? Now is your time. Good morning. This is Tassan. Good morning. Great declaration. I really needed it this morning. Amen. Thank you. Hey, Tan. Sister Didi, I just got on, so I got the most of it. Love you. Thank you, Didi. Love you, too. Good morning, DV family. This is Catherine. Good morning. Hi, Tan. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Tan. It's Barbara. I love your sound. Good morning, Barbara. Thank you. Good morning, family. This is Leisha. Hey, Leisha. Good morning. Good morning, Tan. I heard two people. Sounded like Sanai J and somebody else. Yeah. The other person is Gloria. Good morning, family. Hey, um, Gloria. I was at work, so I got the message, and okay. Jeff is getting her ready to go to the emergency room. Thank you. Thank so you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. You. Okay, you thank welcome. y'all. Morning, Tanya. This is Rochelle. I'm Rochelle. Good morning. Bless your heart. <laughs> Good morning, Tanya. This is Priscilla. Great declaration. Thank you. Hey, Priscilla. You're welcome. Good morning. Good morning. 
Good morning, Tanya. This is Tanya. Hey, Tanya, not Tanya. <laughs> Good morning, Tanya. This is Mona. Hi. Good morning. Hey, Mona. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. This is Sister Patricia. How you doing there with wonderful decoration? Good morning. All right, I guess we're going to, if nobody else wants to say good morning, we're going to and uh, to see if there are any, if anybody needs clarity, if there are any comments, anybody have a God moment. Um, what are you thinking today? Anybody, anybody, anybody. The call is, the line is open. Um, this is, so I heard two people, I heard two people, maybe three, Um. I, I don't know who start who spoke first, but I definitely like to get an order. So whoever spoke first, you go. And then that who was that who spoke first? Um, it's Rochelle, but I I can go first or I can wait. Doesn't matter. Okay. And who was the other person that tried to speak as well? Um, Katish. Okay. Let's let Katish um go first. Good morning, Katish. Good morning. Um, it, this this declaration actually um was good for me. I do remodel, so. Um, I'm a store planner, and I've, I've remodeled from Walmart. Now I do O'Reilly. So you're absolutely right um, when it comes to the foundation, um, that it does not change unless there's asbestos. So if the foundation is um, corroded or if the foundation – so kind of the way God was bringing it to me as you gave the lesson is, you know, some of us have been taught wrong in churches, and we've we've been given foundations – that we can't grow because it was not correct. And God, my goodness, and he has to break up the follow ground. So there are times that we go in the store and we call it an asbestos removal. And we'll, we'll and it's a different planning and it's different phases. And that takes longer. And then it might even be a two phase project. And then um, that would be considered like your remodel. Then there's an expansion where we're adding to a building and we're laying a new foundation on the other side, so you might have the correct foundation, but not enough that's there for what we need to hold inside of it now for the max capacity. So now what we're doing is we're breaking down walls and we're putting up new walls. So we have an old plan and we have a new plan. And the funny thing is, um, I'll go into a store on day one and I might be there 12 weeks. By the time week 12 comes, I can't even remember sometimes how it used to look because of the process. So you'll walk in and you're like, how did it used to look? We don't know. We forgot. All we have is the old plan that we can look at. But because we've already created the new plan, everybody that walks in, they don't remember the old store. You only know what the new thing is. So it, 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 was, it was good for me to hear it because I can resonate with it on my everyday life. And a lot of times I think that we go in stores and you don't realize, even in your local stores, that we've gone in and remodeled them and killed kind of think back and, and your, your kids and someone says, well, didn't you look like this, you know? <laughs> right. My. Could, could it, how, pronounce your name for me one more time. It's Katish. Katish. Or you can Katish. just say Katish. Okay, listen. That was so rich. If I wasn't at my, if I wasn't in a house where there were other people, I would be screaming and hollering right now. Like, like the, what I saw in my head. Listen, listen. 
some foundations take a little bit longer. You people that are, I'm going to get to you, Rochelle, for the people that's been, like, I've been at this for a long time. Listen, you got, you got a lot of foundational work that needs to take place. That's all. Just keep going. Keep showing up. And then there are others that you might see. It, it look like, well, why they, why they getting, why they doing this, that, and the other so quick? And why is God using them? Because they only had a little bit of foundational work. But that don't mean that God is over. Listen, right. Listen, and then to expand it, mm. my God, I want to jump up and shout. Then when when they when you're expanding, I kind of you get to the other side of that thing, the other side of the foundation, and breaking up all that old religiosity stuff that we had. That's what's going on right now. Listen, when we come out of this thing, the foundations, they're going to look different. How we preach, how we teach, where we go to minister, it's going to look different. For the people that are stuck in religiosity, they're not going to be effective at all because they can't use that foundation for this new look up in here. My Mm. goodness. Come on with that. Man, and it's it's like uh, at the end of this thing, it would be considered like a paradigm shift. The, the original model is back, and the people never realized that there was a change because there is no more infection. Now we're just uh, infiltrating and infecting the world now. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, my, my God. My God. <laughs> okay. Um, somebody else was next. I think it was Rochelle. It was Rochelle. Uh, yeah, I was stuck over here on wow, my God, I almost lost what I had to say. That was so good. Um, yes. I, what what I like is um, how we talk about how you talked about the building and how it decays and how you will continue to go in that building and just act like it's not there. You'll throw paint over mold or you'll, um, you know, just take down a, a piece of old wood and replace it with a piece of new wood, and then years later or two years later or months later, you got to replace the next three steps because they're coming instead of taking the whole foundation and doing it over. I like when you said that Jabet um, asked God to his request of his prayer was to exchange his pain for favor. Is that what you said? Uh-huh. On that, on that, or oh, I didn't say it in that in that way, but that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> I thought that was so dope because when you look at who God is, you don't have to be in the same situation. You don't have to throw paint over mold. You can go to the source and redo that whole thing over again, and it can become new. So I, I think that I thought that was just you know amazing how you just look at something and and how he took it instead of staying in something that um, was festering and it could become worse and petitioning God to turn it around for favor. That was just good. Thank you, Rochelle. And here's the thing, you guys. Um, (laughs) Who was Jesus? He was a master carpenter. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, yeah. (laughs) He was a master carpenter. Come on, it wasn't now. anything that he couldn't do. It wasn't anything that he could. God's the master builder, like the master architect. He has the design. He designed. He knows what he's doing. He knows what needs to be replaced. He knows what needs to be refinished. And here's the thing, you guys. What, where we, where, when we try to take shortcuts, right? So there's work that we need to do on the building. Uh, I, I have a relative. My, 
it, my relatives on the line will probably laugh at this. It's, I have a relative that <laughs> loves to go with, uh, you know, uh, a jack of all trades because he, he, they think they're going to get a deal, right? And so what happens is this jack of all trades tells them what a wonderful job that they can do. They do the work. And then, you know, four or five years later, uh, this problem is back. Or they didn't do the work right. Now you got to go back to, and undo what they did, costing you even more money and more time. Had you just invested in, you know, the proper type of people who know what they're doing, and it might have cost you a little bit more, but you can hold them accountable if something goes bad or something goes wrong because they're licensed, they're contractors or whatever. Do me a favor. Go ahead and put your phone on mute until you are ready to speak. Um, and so I've thought about us sometimes. Um, we don't want to do we, – we would prefer – it's easier It's easier to do surface work as opposed to going down deep and getting to the root of the problem and dealing with the root cause um, because everything else is just a result of the root cause. And, but instead of doing that, we would prefer to do the surface stuff because it's just easier. It's, it's, it's less painful. We can see some results a lot faster rather than taking the time to shore up the foundation so that you can get the expansion that is needed, the growth, the development needed in a healthy manner. That's it. That's all. Anybody else have a comment or wanted to have a question? I have a comment. Uh, is this Ray um, Rock? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hi, TT. Um, I was just, that was great. Like, it just made me think about, like, when you're talking about T's teeth, um, I remember, like, his teeth were, like, super big, and, like, he just, his mouth wouldn't close the right way um, and stuff like that. And so it made me think about, like, um, you know, like, <clears throat> we, like, it's baggage when we have things that um, that if we don't get to the root of it, like, you could have went and put braces on him without getting some of the teeth removed um, or the dentist finding out, you know, what was going on is, okay, he has too many teeth or blah, 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 but we need to do this or that. Like you can stack braces on top of things that, you know, on top of teeth that are crooked, but then if you don't figure out why they're crooked, then they'll continue to grow the wrong way. And then you take the braces come off and then the teeth go back the way they were. Um, and it just made me think about like how in life we, have those same situations where like we try to put covers on top of things instead of really digging to find out what the real issue is and like get into the root like get into the bottom of that tooth get into the bottom of that situation get into you know the root cause of why I feel this way or why do I do this this thing or why do I keep feeling this way when this is like a trigger for me or whatever you know like instead like we'll go find something else to put on top of it we'll go shopping instead of praying or we'll go do this or that um, but it just reminds me of this song by um, Jonathan McReynolds called Make Room. Like, he sings about he's going to push stuff out of the way to make room for God. You know, whatever he has to do, he's going to move it out of the way. He's going to move it over, and you can have it. Like, it's not – I'm not going to put things in the way that will block me from hearing from you or block me from having time or visits with you. I'm going to make room. Whenever you build a relationship um, with a person, um, you have to make room for them, and God is the most – important relationship builder but he's not going to build where he's not wanted um he's not going to build where there's not enough space so we have to pull those teeth you know pull the teeth out then he can give you the opportunity he don't want to put braces on something that eventually when they come off you're still not going to take care of them brushing your teeth is not going to fix 
a root canal issue. Um, it's not going to fix a, a cavity issue. You've already messed it up, you know? So like, um, that just reminded me of that. And I was just like thinking like, dang, like that was a heck of a good analogy. Like that was so strong. I love you. Love you more. <laughs> Anyone else? Hey, it's Kenya. I just wanted to say hey, that part where, hey, where they were talking about the foundation and how we like to think of that, you know, somebody else's it was easier. Yeah, my foundation is kind of thick, so I do need to go deeper. And that was that was just dead on. Yeah. And you know the thing about it, Kenya and everybody else, um, when you're doing the foundational work, some of it is going to hurt. That's part of the reason why I believe that some people don't want to do the work because it, it hurts. It, it might, you know, it makes you uncomfortable. You are because you're so used to dealing in and, and moving, maneuvering, uh, and operating in that in that state, um, that operating outside of that, you don't know what that feels like. You don't you don't know what to expect yet until you create a new normal, right? And so the unfamiliarity and the possible pain, especially when you talk about, um, you, for for example, you might be somebody that uh, is a snacker. Uh, and you're a, a nervous eater. You're somebody that's a ner- you might be somebody that's a nervous eater. And as a nervous eater, that might be associated to something, some type of tra- childhood trauma, or even some trauma as an as an adult. And to soothe yourself, you start to eat, and then you get a little bit heavier than you want to be. Jeans sitting a little snug, and so you go on a crash diet. You know, um, this thing is fine. Um, I, I drink smoothies or whatever. Those things are fine, but unless you change your mindset. And unless you change your diet, not go on a diet, what's going to happen is after you complete this, you've, you've attained the weight that you wanted, not necessarily by through healthy, heating, healthy, healthy eating and lifestyle, um, but more because of, you know, with, um, what do you call it, denying yourself of certain foods and you, your body has gotten accustomed to that. As soon as you start to introduce solids into your body again, you're going to pick that weight back up because because what happened is you didn't change those habits. You didn't deal with the root cause of whatever is caused or addiction. You know, um, maybe you traded one addiction for a different one. It's, it's, it's another addiction. You haven't dealt with the root cause or, you know, some, whatever the case may be. And this is not me picking on anybody at all. I'm just using something to, that came to mind that I thought we could readily identify with. Um, so in order for us to um, get to the root, we've got to take some time. Sometimes, sometimes we need to call in an expert to help us with that deep cleaning because we may have done all that we know to do, um, but there's still some issues there. And having somebody, an accountability partner, or 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 a coach or a mentor, whatever you want to call it, or just somebody that can help walk you through through the journey. You don't have to do it by yourself. The Bible says that a three uh, a three stranded cord is not easily broken, right? So having and there's safety in the multitude of counselors, not um, operating, trying to do everything on your um, on your own. It's impossible to do a complete building rehab on your own. You need help. People with um, specialized skills or what have you to come in and help you out. Um, I don't want to be on a soapbox just talking. Is there anything anything else that um, anybody wants to state? If you have a question 
um, or a comment. This is because you know I don't have a bunch of questions for people. Good morning, Sister Tanya. Hey, Proctor. Tanya, not Tanya. <laughs> hey. <clears throat> wonderful share, wonderful discussion and conversation um, this morning. This was great. And I haven't heard you for a while, it's, and I'm showing up more. I'm working on showing up more, which is part of my remodel. Um, but, um, you know, when you were talking about the um, the braces and, um, you know, the the dentist needs to pull out molars to get it prepared. And that's really so good because um, also God will do things like, um, so I remember when I was prescribed braces, I never got them, but they were not to for appearances sake. It wasn't just so my teeth would be straight. It was because I had a bite that was, my bite was all crossed. I had a crossbite and everything. To this day, I have like little TMJ, little issues, not really that serious. But, you know, again, that could have helped the whole, when I think here you guys talking about foundation and just, you know, a lot of times it's just getting things back healthy. So when I, when I heard you talking about braces, I was um, just thinking about, yeah, a lot of times it's not even for appearances sake, but just for the overall health of your, um, you know, your dental, your dental uh, program. So that was one. And then the other thing I just want to say is I am in the middle of reinventing myself um, and um, remodeling and um, preparation for that expansion. And um, just keep me in prayer. You know, I just so many things that was was discussed was is just right on target with something that I'm working on right now. So God bless you. And um, thank you for that share. Awesome, awesome. Keep going, keep doing that work. You know, um, as I thought about extractions, remember I was telling you the, um, you know, I was really hesitant about, I just felt like, you know, eight teeth was excessive. But as Raven, um, I forgot about T-Mine's mouth being so, you know, he had all them teeth in his mouth. You know, I, I forgot about that was part of the reason. He just didn't have any. But it was so funny. His teeth weren't stacked on top of each other. You know how some people, I have a grandson, his teeth needs braces. He has teeth that are, um, right, I got you. I got you. I, I saw that. Thank you for that. Um, um, they are, um, they, they are they like stacked, like one behind the, the other, especially like, I think you call it the eye tooth. I call it the vampire tooth. You, it's really noticeable. And it has impacted his smile. Like he, he, he's, he's so handsome, but he does not smile a lot because he's super embarrassed about, um, he's super embarrassed about his teeth. At any rate, we, Mima is going to do something about that. Um, I thought about the fact that even though I was hesitant, I knew it was for my son's own good. Listen to me. Y'all listening? Listen, 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 listen. Sometimes God will extract people from our lives because he knows it's not healthy or it's time for you to move on. And we may never know the reason why. Or sometimes he may extract you from situations. All of a sudden, <laughs> and we don't, we may not really know why at the time, but generally what happens is he'll reveal himself to you or reveal a plan to you. Sometimes, not all the time. Um, just wanted to say that. I mean, this, 
literally there there are and and what happens is we mourn these extractions when he's he's looking at you what what in the, would you just trust me i know what i'm doing i'm the master architect and my son is the master carpenter we know exactly what your building needs we need you to be removed from that situation or we need you that person removed so you can go over here so you can go up a little higher otherwise you won't get to where it is that I want you to go. And it doesn't mean that it's a, the person is a bad person either. Um, I'll never forget, I had, a, I had a, when I first got saved, there were people, and it wasn't like I was a bad actor or whatever. There were, you know, we called each other best friends. And um, I got saved, and my friend, one of my friends, was just starting to use cocaine. <laughs> In fact, she invited me to a party. And this party, everybody was going to pitch in, so she said, everybody was going to pitch in a certain amount of money and they were going to get some cocaine or whatever. I'm not doing no coke. Girl, no. Nope. Because, and I've never done cocaine before, and no shade to anybody who has, but the high that they, yes, I know about getting high. Um, The high that they described to me was like a numbing, like your nose when you snort it is like a numbing, so I could be wrong, but like it was a, a numbing sensation or something like that. Because I was like, well, what do the high feel like? And then what do you, that, no, I want none of that. If, 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 if it make me feel numb, like my nose is going to feel numb, you mean like when you go to the dentist and your nose, your gums feel numb after they shoot that Novocaine in you? I don't like that feeling at all. I don't want none of that. I realized that was God's way of protecting me. And so what happened is that friend was immediately extracted from my life because had I gone along with her, I would have been the best cocaine-snorting person in the world. Listen, I would have had a whole detailed program assigned to it because that's just how I am. I'm a detailer. Okay, anyway, don't be thrown off by extraction. You don't know where they came from. You can't explain them. Don't be thrown off by them. Um, I know I, I talked about this last week when I did the de- – I think I did the declaration last week. Yeah. I talked about it last week, how that sometimes there are assignments in our life. And there was this one particular lady several years ago. She was assigned to Carl and I. And I knew she was, but I also knew when it was it was this time for that extraction. It was So she's still in, in my life, uh, just not the way that she was. Anyway, I feel like I'm rambling at this point. Anybody else got anything else? Because if – if y'all don't, I'm going to give you some time back so you can, you can think about it. Yes. Yes, Didi. Yes, your sister, Didi. I love you. Thank you that I'm one of your assignments uh, six years now, and I thank God for what I've learned just from watching you be a mother and be a blended family and just what you poured into me. Thank you for touching on that um, extraction from people because I am so in an emotional place because there's been a few people and I, I shared it with my sister Gloria. You know, my, my girl Sarah passed away in 2018 and then my dad last year, and things changed for me. People began to shift. Some just, it seemed like God just removed them immediately, and I didn't understand that until just now. Um, a lot of it wasn't healthy, but I was making it work, you know, because I'm the one, the so-called spiritual one, and I'm supposed to forgive and forget and let go, but it was more of being abused, and so I was being emotionally abused in relationships I was holding on to for guilt, for, you know, feeling like I wasn't going to be loyal if I removed myself. But you just cleared it all up for me. God does what he does. 
and it's not always um, painless. Sometimes it's very painful because people are attached to us. And so I just thank you for that because even today, this morning I woke up heavy and um, didn't know that I needed to hear that. So I thank you. Thank you so much. And I truly do love how you teach and just the way that you love and the way that you walk your life out in, in, person, you know, in front of us and, and it's real. And I know you know you. So I'm just grateful for you. Thank you, Dee Dee. That was so sweet. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, other than it was God's plan, I just <clears throat> years ago told God I'm willing to live my life out loud, not knowing what, <laughs> what that meant. Oh, my God. I can't take it back. <laughs> it was in my heart anyway, and, and he put it there, which is why I ultimately said it. And I also want to say this, um, just because we're um, Jesus lovers or Jesus followers or born again believers, whatever, um, whatever, however you, um, whatever term or phrase you use, it doesn't mean that we won't go through painful situations. Even those that, even those that are God ordained, there, there will be some painful situations that we face. Um, but it's not because we're being punished. And even when you look at, like Didi, you're talking about friendship. You're still trying to hold on, and it. And the thing about it is there's an expiration on some things, some things there isn't. And, again, it has nothing to do with somebody being bad or whatever, but it, it has to do with God's plan and the trajectory that he has you on. Some people can go, some people cannot, right? So, so we have to be open to trusting God even when we can't trace him. We have to be – we've got to be that flexible. I think part of – the reason that we get stuck is that, let me see if I can make this connection so that it makes sense to you. Um, older people who, um, as they, I, look, I look at my mother-in-law. I look at my mother-in-law. Um, she was a registered nurse for many, many years. I think she retired after 40 years. Um, uh, you know, and she did an amazing job, um, raised her family and all that stuff. But she became sedentary. Didn't, you know, I don't, as far as I know, no exercise years, you know, when she was younger, she played tennis and all that other kind of stuff. But I think her knees started to bother her or hips or whatever the case may be. Um, but she didn't do anything to replace the exercise. And so she became sedentary. My mom, same thing, um, became, my mom started off exercising her and my dad at the same time, but she had a really, really tra- um, traumatic accident where she, she could have died. Um, um, she went full force while riding a bike. You know, those gray cables? that um, sometimes that are in a parking lot and they extend, you know, maybe over the, uh, the length, is it the length, the width of a uh, driveway, width of a driveway on a commercial property. And so my mom was riding her back, my dad was jogging or he was walking fast or whatever. And my mom decided to go a little bit um, ahead of him at, just to build up some speed, did not see the, gable, the, the gray cabling and ran full force on a bicycle into the cable and the cable um, snapped her back and she landed on her head. Um, We are blessed that my mom is still alive, but I think that kind of impacted her from any further exercise. My point is when I look at my mother-in-law and my mom who have become sedentary, my mom is 80, is she 87, Raven? 86? I think she's 86, whatever. My mom is 86. 87, my mother-in-law, 88, sedentary. My dad is 89. He can still outwalk me. My dad can outrun me. 
my dad still gets up and goes, he's out in the garden. He's go, like, sir, where are you going? Where's your mask? Did you, did you have your hand sanitizer with you when he come in the house? Did you wash it? You know, like that whole, and he has a routine, but like my dad gets up and goes. It is because I believe he's been mobile and moving. He's not been sitting sedentary for, golly, he's been walking since Raven, like at least. 40-plus years, my dad has walking, not jogging, not lifting weights. He just walks. What, what are you talking about, Tanya? Um, we can get stuck if we're not flexible. You see what I'm saying? You can get, if you're not flexible, if you're not pliable, if you're not, God is telling you to move and you I shall not, I shall not be moved. Y'all going to be thinking about that all day. I shall not, I shall not be moved just like a tree planted in the cement. Oh, I shall not. Listen, I'm going to do it this way. Nope, that's the devil. Nope, he didn't mean for me to do that. Nope, he didn't mean for me to go there. No, he didn't mean for me to extract that relationship. No, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. I'm going to do it my way, right? We got to be flexible. I believe had my mom and my mother-in-law engaged in some form of exercise, like my mom's exercise is to go up and down the stairs or to walk down the hallway in her house. That's exercise for her. Another lady that I know, exercise for her is just to get up out of her, um, she has one of those, what do you call it, the mobile, I can't think of the word, it's a mobile wheelchair, but that's not it, Um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, she that's her exercise is to stand up um, and when she can on some days because her body just is not able. Anyway, you get the point? It's important for us to be flexible. Um, I think we don't have nothing else to talk about. I think I'm doing all the talking, and I think I'm tired of talking. And I, I just think- wanted to say something, one other quick thing, Tan. Um, okay. This, this is it's just right on with the whole exercising thing. That's part. That's what I was talking about. Like I love working out. Like the gym was my social time, and so with this whole shelter in place, it really threw me in a loop. Um, because that's my time to hang out with my friend. You know, I work out. I see my friends and everything. And now that's like a new. I'm creating. I have. I know I have to create a new normal. I will not be able to go. I'm not going to be going to the gym like I used to. And so I was just so thankful. Like right now I'm trying to figure out, I didn't sell my Stairmaster and um, I hope this isn't going off the subject, but to me, it's like still related. It's just kind of putting away the new, the old ways I used to do things and incorporating new things. And I'm so thankful. I still have this Stairmaster in my storage. I'm going to get that thing sent over here. I'm working remotely. I'm not used to doing that. So it's just, you know, a lot of different, um, changes, but being flexible is right on point. So thank you for that. No, you aren't off. It's being flexible. You got to figure out, listen, we don't live how we live. This is not just for you, Pam. We don't live how we live in February. We don't, we're not living how we lived in January. Shoot, we ain't even living how we lived in the beginning of March. It's a whole new game. You talk about a paradigm shift. We're not going back to way, the way things, y'all waiting to get back. It ain't going back to that. Did you are? It's not. Now, right. will we get some of that? Will we get some? Yeah. Some of, we, we'll have some of it. We'll be able to move around and stuff again. 
We're going to have these masks on for a minute, though. Y'all might as well go on and... <laughs> Y'all might as well go on and get some to match your outfits, and you know you're gonna you're gonna save a whole lot of money on makeup and lip gloss. And I can't remember the last time I had some makeup or some lip gloss on. It's not that anymore. Even the way you do ministry, if you have a forward-thinking ministry, a forward-thinking pastor, excuse me, this is a forward-thinking ministry right here. But if you if you if you are in a church and you are not in a your pastor is not thinking about transition your pastor has not embraced technology your 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 um the the y'all still trying to have old school church y'all stuck now not only are you stuck and i no shade to your pastor but it is what it is not only are you stuck it's 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 like it's ridiculous that's not what we're doing anymore it's going to be a whole new, will we have church again? Probably, but not, it's going to be a minute before we get the mega, mega them all in mega churches. Oh my God, I can't, what y'all going to do? Right. Small groups, small groups. Listen, it's still things to do. You just got to rethink how you're going to do it. That's all I'm saying. It's not going to be the way that it was. I don't think I could be wrong. I don't see us going back at least for a while. Somebody else was trying to say something, I think. Hey, Tan, it's Gloria. So, Thank you for the the declaration. I I got to hear part of it and got the what I was thinking about as we were talking about uh, or listening to the comments about getting um, braces. I remember paying for braces for one of my, one of my children, and um, he was about fourteen and he had all this work that needed to be done. So I spent lots and lots of money for him to get it done. And then as he grew, grew older. He didn't continue the work. Listen. And he didn't continue to work. It wasn't as important for him as it was for me. And so what my mind, where, where my mind went was God has already paid the full price to get everything done that needs to be done. My God, I thank you, Jesus. He paid the full price. We just got to stick with the program and make sure that our goal is set as for, for what his goal is. So we'll do whatever the follow-up work is. We the get them tightened if you got to wear the retainer, if you got whatever it is to be willing to endure the pain to get what God's end goal is for us. So I it, this blessed me. Thank you so much. Wow, Gloria, what a word! That was good. What a word! I think about I'm gonna go back to my son. So he did wear the retainer. Um, I had to buy, I had to get like two replacements. <laughs> this knucklehead, one time he was eating, he was at his grandmother's house. He took his retainer off and I think he sat it on the floor. Why would you, why would you put your retainer on the floor? You're going to put the thing back in your mouth. I think he told me he did that and he might've been lying though. He stepped on it. Another time something else happened to it. The retainers cost money too. I must've spent about $8,000 on his mouth. My point is, when he became, and his teeth came out just, they came out beautiful. When he became a young adult, he was riding a motorcycle, got into a motorcycle accident, messed his mouth up. I just looked at, I could have punched him in his mouth again. (laughs) (laughs) But no accident. He just didn't do the work. (laughs) That's just like us, though. I get you. Yeah. Some of us, some of us, and this is not a beat up session. 
my point here is never to try to beat anybody up. I I just want to paint such a vivid picture for you that you go, oh, I get it now. I get it. Because sometimes, you know, when we read the Bible, the Bible is effective. It's I love the word of God. If we don't dig, though, if we just do surface reading, if we don't dig and we don't do digging might be um, defining words, um, it's definitely praying and asking the Holy Spirit to enlighten you. It is pausing and meditating on what you read. Sometimes it is um, looking in other translations or look, reading commentaries to get a better understanding of what the text is. You can't just take a text from the Bible and run with it. You got to find out what the context. Not all the time. You got to you got to find out the, what the context is. What was the what, and because remember that this word was written when they lived in an agrarian society. Agriculture was their primary way of doing everything, even trading, purchasing things, even sacrificing. They didn't bring up their sacrifice was an animal that was literally killed, right? It wasn't an offering. Their offerings were offerings that uh, of animals that they offered up for sacrifice. Well, we have money, right? Um, but at any rate, um, it's it becomes important to read the context of a scripture. Sometimes it's a little a script, some scriptures just before. Sometimes it's some scriptures just beneath the the text that you're reading to get a more of a context. Um, and so, and being just open to the Holy Spirit ministering to you as you get the instructions, right? Just like a laborer when he or she is training, they're in training to get the instructions on what to look for, what to avoid, when to call for help, same thing through the word of God. Gives us instructions when we should call on people, how we should pray, when we should pray. You know, Yabet did not have the advantage of any of the tools that we have. But somewhere along the line, he got some training through word of mouth that he heard from somebody um, that, that, that made an impression on him uh, knowing that I can go to God and ask him for what it is that I need. And so my, my goal, my ultimate goal is to paint a picture. And for us, I think most of us got the picture of the construction work on a building, especially when our girl, oh, my God, I forgot her name, Kissa, Kiss, uh, she's the, she's a, she did the building um, she does building renovations and start with a K. I can't think of it. Anyway, um, when she Katish, yes, Katish, 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 Katish. All right. When she gave us that analogy, right, um, we can resonate with that. Like that would make sense to us as opposed to farming and gardening. For some of us, is that we kind of get it, but not really. But you can act because you, whether you engage in building or not, you know, you can, you've seen building projects or <clears throat> Maybe you've had renovation work done on, on your home. At that, you guys, if there be nothing else. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. It's Ashlyn. How are you? Good to hear you this morning. Ashlyn, call. Um, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Ashlyn, I um. I love you too. It's so good to hear you, um, your voice. And um, I'm not even going to say how God put you on my path this morning, but I'm so glad that He did. Um, wow. I'm out in I'm out in the garden. I have a new backyard, and I um, there's some weeds that are growing um, just consistently all across the grass. And so I started to 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 pull them, and I realized that as I pull them, their root is so deep down into the ground that um, they need to be dug up. So for a minute, I thought, let me just pull the tops of them off for cosmetic sticks. 
then it will fix the look of the grass. But if I don't get to the root, if I don't dig up the root, which takes more time and more effort, they will come back and I'll have weeds all over again. And it just reminded me of what you're saying about digging deeper, that if we just read one scripture out of a verse, or if we just, um, you know, acknowledge the surface issues and we don't get to the root, then the problem will come back again and again. And so it was just so significant that you were saying that and I was out here in my garden and I wanted to share that with you all. So dig deep. It is the season of digging deeper. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Absolutely. Digging deeper. Um, and it's work. It, it, it causes you to sweat. <laughs> You you know you you got to have the the right tools, um, you know uh, to ensure that you can be more impactful. All of that stuff to see all of it, all of it very very appropriate. Thank you. Anybody else before we sign off, guys? All right. Well, listen. I want to leave you with these instructions. Number one, don't allow the enemy to trick you or punk you. Yes, I said it on the prayer call. Punk. <laughs> don't allow the enemy to punk you into thinking that somebody was picking on you or, you know, throwing shade or whatever. That's not the case. You, you, you know, you, that, that is not the case. I'm saying what God gave me um, this morning um, to give to you. My prayer is always, God, give me what your people need to hear. Um, uh, if you feel in some kind of way, that might mean that you, it's time for you to do some digging. What in the, what's causing me to feel that way? Especially if I never talk to you. I don't know anything about you. And even if I do know something about you, this is not a time for throw off. If I have a challenge with you, if I feel like we need to talk about something, I'm going to call you. Hey, you got a minute? <laughs> Text me when you got a minute. So I, wanna, I, I need to ask you something. Because that's what we're supposed to do. We're adults, right? We don't need to fester on stuff. A lot of stuff that is not even, you know, it's, it's, very, it's big in our minds, but, you know, very often it's not. So, um, number one, don't let the enemy punk you into thinking that somebody was picking on you today. You like that? Punk you into thinking somebody was picking on you today. Number two, I'm going to talk about the P's today. Number two, um, it's important um, when you think about, when you talk about expanding, it's important that you plan. Don't just run off going on a 50-day fast. What, you, what is the purpose of the fast? Like, And what kind of fast is it going to be? And who is it going to impact? Do you have a husband? Do you need to let him know that you're going to be going on a fast? Because, um, you know, um, when you're going on a fast, you're not supposed to be engaging in sexual relations when you are married. That ain't me. That ain't me. That's the scripture that says that. Because that time is set aside. That time is set aside for you and God only, which is why you want to talk to your spouse and say, hey, the Lord laid on my heart to go on a fast. You, are you okay with that? I'll hook you up after I'm over. Like you're going to feel and feel Shekinah glory when it's all over and said, right, when I come off this fast. Anyway, um, so you want to plan. Um, and I would say that it's good for you to write that plan down. What work needs to be done? Because you you not, it's not always possible to do all of the work all at once. There are projects to teach, right, that have to be done in phases. And so what work needs to be done? Think about it. The next thing that you want to do is prepare for it. What preparation is necessary? You don't have to figure all this stuff out. All you need to do is sit in God's presence and ask him for the plan 
ask him for the prep, what needs to be done in order for you to prepare, because you need to be prepared for the work. That's what throws people off. That's what gets people, don't, again, I've said it before, it's the work. It's not so much, okay, I identify, you mean I got to give that up? Yeah. Yep. Listen, Jesus gave up his whole entire life for you. God let his whole entire son come down to this world, be among us, among those people he was among for 33 years, connect him with particular disciples and followers. He had a, he had a crew of 12, though, and he had an inner circle, his front row. You don't want to give up a relationship that's toxic you, you don't want to give up stealing from your job because you're scared you can't do it on your own. You don't want to give up doing things that are unhealthy. You don't want to give up some time, some Facebook time, so you can spend some time in prayer. You don't, really? Yeah, there's something to think about, right, God. Jesus gave up. So the next time you think about, oh, do I really want to give this up? I want you to consider what Jesus gave up for you. It's not a guilt thing. This is reality. This ain't about guilting you. It'll help you to put things in perspective. And, and then, and, then, and again, the work, the work that you have to do, that, that's going to be required. And you know what? <laughs> you may not even know what the work is until you actually start doing it. And it becomes on-the-job training. With that, uh, I'm just going to pray again and ask God to help you as you, for those of you who, who get it and know that there's some things that you need to do. Father, we thank you for every person that is under the sound of my voice, whether they are listening live, uh, Freedom Radio, or um, they're listening to the playback. Um, a lot was said this morning in reference to work that we need to do as your children. I thank you, Lord God, that you rebuke fear and uh, our being stubborn, our procrastinating, um, and all of the excuses that we might come up with not to do the work. I thank you, God, that our hearts, um, that follow ground, the fallow ground has been broken up, that tough, stony-like ground that it's been broken up, and that we heard the word not just with our ears but with our inner ears. We, we heard the word, even I heard it, heard the word with our spirits. And we're not going to just take this word and lay it to the side. Um, we're going to take the word and we're going to do something about it, even if it is first to just sit in your presence for a few minutes and ask, what do you require of me? Not why. Not why did you allow this to happen? Not why haven't you fixed it yet? But, Lord, what is required of me? What do you want me to learn in this situation what can I do that will be pleasing to you? How can I, how can I, um, or what do I need to do as your daughter, as your son, and how can I be the light that I know that you want me to be? And when are you ready for me to do it? God, thank you. We just love you this morning, and we praise you, and we adore you. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would be with us today for those of us that are on the front lines, those that are doing essential work, those that are, um, we lift up um, uh, Mama Leonia, God, um, we're, we're on her way to the hospital, Father, if that's where they end up going. Um, we ask, we thank you in advance that we're going to get a, a praise report about her. 
Um, um, but whatever we have to do today, God, we just thank you that we put on our um, armor first, that we don't leave the house butt naked. And then when we leave our houses, when we and when we return, we return to houses the way that they were, that the mothers and the robbers out looking to play somebody and take advantage of us, they never even see us. They never even know we're in their presence. In Jesus' name, thank God, amen. I love you guys. I really, amen. really mean it this time. <laughs> Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you. You too. God bless you. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. Have a beautiful day. Mm -hmm. Have a great day, everyone. Good day.